T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Everything Boston Red Sox. This is Red Sox Review on WEEI. The pitch, swing and a miss, and a slider away. Devers strikes out for the third time tonight. And an 0 for Fortnite. And then the Red Sox rally that comes up just a little bit short. Big night for Aaron Judge. He hit two more home runs as 57 for the year. And Glaber Torres had the big hit for the Yankees. The three-run Bases loaded, bases clearing, double in the top of the tenth that made it seven to four. The Yankees hang on to win it. The great Sean McDonough on the call just went final at Fenway. Mike Manansky with you, Red Sox review up until midnight. You want to get in, talk Red Sox. Now is the time to do it. It's 617-779-7937. The phone number. I got three leadoff thoughts for you. We'll get to a trending and we'll get to all your phone calls. Between now and uh, midnight here tonight, uh, first and well, I, I guess the overwhelming thought is like just a typical Red Sox 2022 game, kind of sort of in it, bad bullpen outing, game out of hand, slight rally at the end, but the result is lost 73 on the year. This has happened so many times with this year. We'll, we'll get to the guy on the mound there at the end of the game for the Red Sox here in a second. But that's not the, the one of my three thoughts. The, the first of three is the Aaron Judge thing. And I heard Steve Peralt, who's the host of the Inside the Monster podcast, part of our pregame show tonight, he made the comment that he's rooting for Aaron Judge to break this record. He wants him to hit as many home runs as possible, go past Maris, go past everybody. I'm not rooting for it, but I am very intrigued by it. Like, he is having a ridiculous, ridiculous season. But I, I would not call myself actively rooting for it. I am curious if you do call in tonight to react to what you saw, react to his Red Sox season. Like, I I would love to know if you're rooting for it as a fan. He, he has sort of become must-watch TV. Like, you could not leave the TV or radio when he came up tonight late. And even before his, the, the second of the two home runs he hit, I think it was, uh, I forget who said on the broadcast, like, he's going to lead off the eighth inning and a bunch of fans probably stuck around to watch Aaron Judge hit again. And he took the first one out in right field, went the other way. The second one just destroyed into the, the stanchions there and left past the stanchions and the light towers out there. I'm not sure exactly where the thing landed. But he's having an all-time year. Like, just ridiculous the power numbers he's putting up. He's so far ahead. I think he's 20 home runs plus. Head of the guy second in the standings right now. He's got a million RBIs more. 
than the next guy. And I think it's Jose Ramirez who's got a million more than the guy in third. Like, it's just, it's kind of ridiculous to watch. And uh, it's not because he's a Yankee. Uh, nothing to do with the uniform, but I, I'm just not, at, I'm not rooting for it, but I can't take my eyes off it. Right? I, I hate to be uh, gruesome about this, but it's kind of like a car wreck. Like, you don't want, no, I don't want to get it hurt. But, yeah, I'm going to rubberneck and look over at the car wreck. So I, I'm not rooting for Aaron Judge to do it, but I'm enjoying what's going on. Number two on my three leadoff thoughts here before we talk to you guys. Another home run for Xander Bogarts. His 14th. You want to call it a cheapie because it was just inside the foul pole. That's fine. And he's had an amazing run. It was Red Sox stats on Twitter. Had some of the hits he's had in these last 16, 17 games. Bloops and bleeders and bouncers. The dude's hitting like 500. In his last 17 games, he's now second in hitting behind the, the kid Araz from uh, the Minnesota Twins. And if you missed uh, Xander Bogarts on Sunday, maybe we'll play some of this later on in, the, in the, 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 the show. Bogarts wants to be here and admitted with Joe and Will on the broadcast Sunday after he had a sack fly in the Red Sox 1-0 win in Baltimore that these next couple of weeks are going to be emotional for him. Well, uh, maybe they're emotional. But he's turning it into big hits and a big average. Like, he is making himself a ton of money. And it's just sort of ridiculous to me that we even got to this spot where he's going to opt out of his contract after the season because the Red Sox dinked him around on his deal. He signed a very team-friendly contract. And after he signed it, a bunch of shortstops around baseball got a bunch of money. And instead of going to him and saying, Xander, you signed this hometown discount, we, 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 we don't want to take advantage of you. Let's rip this up and give you a new deal. This let him play out the first three years of the six years here. And now, instead of feeling good about where he is with the team, they give him this terrible contract extension offer, which, of course, he turned down in spring training. He's going to opt out. And he's, you're, you're at risk losing Xander Bogarts, who's, again, an all-time Red Sox. He is having a great year. He likes playing in this market. And you've offended him to a point where, of course, he and his agent, Scott Boris, are going to go look for another contract. It's the only thing he can do. And I, I don't know where you guys are with, with Xander Bogarts. The Red Sox ownership should step in here and make sure that high and blue and baseball operations make every effort to bring this guy back. Now, if he gets $30 million plus, some ridiculous deal, okay, well then, you tried, didn't get it done. Will make fun of you for the the offer you gave him in spring training, but I would get it. But if he gets twenty four, twenty five million, which is a modest raise off the twenty so million he's making right now, and you don't make an effort to bring him back, then shame on High and Bloom, shame on John Henry, shame on Tom Warner, shame on the organization. You can make a laundry list of guys who got paid a crap ton of money, showed up in Boston and could not play. Carl Crawford, Julio Lugo. Pablo Sandoval, to name a few. This guy likes playing here. He thrives playing here. And you're going to let him walk? Because the, your, your, the metrics say he's trending downwards? The dude's the best offensive shortstop in baseball right now, according to a bunch of different analytics. You're not going to pay that guy? You're going to let him walk off to some team? Shame on the Red Sox. They deserve every single negative word said about them if it plays out that way. The best-case scenario is he goes to market, finds a, like a slight raise out there, and then comes back to the Red Sox and says, will you match it? And they say, yes, we will. We want you back, Sander. And oh, by the way, we're signing Rafael Devers to a monster contract too. 
But this is always in, in play here in the range of outcomes to the Red Sox season. If they weren't a playoff team, the idea we'd spend the final couple weeks of the year hemming and hawing over Xander opting out and Devers' contract was always a possibility. And now here we are with a slight sidecar of watch the young kids play like Bayo and Casas, um, who had a home run again tonight. Again, that was fun. We'll get to that coming up. But, I mean, the Bogarts thing is really, really annoying. And I'm curious as Red Sox fans, in addition to are you rooting for Judge's contract or rooting for Judge's home run uh, total to get cranked up here, do you want the Red Sox to extend themselves financially to bring back Sander Bogarts? I certainly do, but I'm curious if you do as Red Sox fans at 617-779-7937. And then one pet peeve here before we get to the break and all your phone calls, like enough of, of this guy Familia. Enough of guys who aren't going to be here next year. Bring me Zach Kelly. Bring up the kid from AAA that the guys are talking about tonight. Uh, 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 Frank German. Get these guys up here. This guy Familia stinks. He took at one point tonight. This is not hyperbole. This is off the stopwatch in the Red Sox booth. 42 seconds between pitches. Get him out of here. Why is he still pitching? Maybe this is Alex Cora telling High and Bloom, you want to give me Yuri's Familia? I'm going to pitch him in a big spot, and he's going to suck out loud. Like, you should have to watch that guy pitch in a tie game in extra innings. I couldn't believe, like, Ryan Brazier was in too. Why is Ryan Brazier still here? There's got to be young guys who are AAA or guys you can bring up and get their feet wet at the major league level. Guys like Brazier and Familia aren't going to be here next year. What what are you doing? You are 10 and a half back in the wild card. What could you possibly gain? I get it last year when you made the trade for the guy from the Twins and he went on a great run for you and he helped you make a playoff run. You're not a playoff team. Haim, don't even allow Core to pitch these guys. Don't get them in games. Bring me all the young pitchers, all the prospects, all the lottery tickets, all the wild cards. Because this guy stunk tonight. Gave up three runs. One of them doesn't count because it was the ghost runner, but Torres gaps one into right field. Three runs come home and score. And I can't be the only one like, why is he pitching? Why is Familia in the game? Why is Ryan Brazier pitching? Just I, I, mathematically, I, I get you're not out of it yet. There's a 1% chance they can make it. But he's not good. <laughs> I don't get it. Unless it's Cora sending the message up to the, the Red Sox front office. Hey, you give me these guys that to pitch them. Then they should not be pitching. So those are my three thoughts. On Aaron Judge, on Xander Bogarts, on guys who aren't good still pitching for the Red Sox in September. Well, the season is dead. Let's talk to you guys. Your thoughts on those three topics and everything else, including the state of the Red Sox here is their 10 and a half games out in the wild card and uh, likely to be mathematically eliminated here in the next week or so from the playoff contention. 617-779-7937, our phone number. You can jump in on Twitter as well at MuttWEEI and Mutt at Night WEEI. Very brief trending, then right to your phone calls. Glad you're sticking with us. It's Red Sox Review until midnight here on Sports Radio WEEI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're going to drive the left field. We have a tie game. There goes number 57. Wow. Through the light tower, maybe over everything and into left field number 57 for Aaron Judge as he leaves Fenway Park with a blast. That oh, was an absolute no-doubter. 102 for Aaron Judge. Yankees pass the Red Sox 7-6. Mike Manansky with you until midnight. We'll get to all your phone calls here in 30 seconds. How about this? Ask and you shall receive. During the break, Chris Cotillo, first report, MassLive.com. Uri's Familia, who was terrible tonight for the Red Sox in the 10th inning, including at one point taking over 40 seconds between pitches, was told right after the game of the team, designated for assignment. Well done, Red Sox. Well done. Now, I don't mean with the DFA Ryan Brazier, but put him on ice the rest of the year, too. Good for Bloom. There's got to be somebody better. Thank God. The guy's not a factor next year. He stunk since he got. Get him out. And they did. They did. It's cold-blooded but deserved. Familiar DFA'd after the game. How about that? Give up three runs. Suck doing it. You're gone. Hopefully he's more cold-blooded like that going forward. Uh, is high and bloom. I'll hear from Alex Cora coming up before midnight, but as promised, your phone call, 617-779-7937. On my leadoff thoughts and also on the game tonight, Sean's in Worcester in the leadoff spot. What's going on, Sean? Hey, what's up, Matt? Hey, Sean. Hey, Cora blew this game. He should be fired. Alex Cora because, blew the game? Yeah. What did Cora do? Because he, he, sh- he should have walked uh, Judge when Whitlock was pitching. You would have walked. So you would have walked Whitlock to, to. You would have walked him to start the eighth inning there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, walk, I, walk him. Walk him there because he he walked he walked him uh, in in uh, extra innings, and well, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't right. But uh, Bloom should be a Bloom should be on the hot seat too. Because he's done nothing to help this team. You know, he's done now he hasn't signed Xander. He hasn't signed Devers. Yeah, he's struggled for sure. Uh Sean, thanks for the call. Uh and I think that's a huge off season for Bloom. We're gonna have I mean, hours and hours of what is Bloom gonna do with Bogarts? What's he doing with Devers? Make the team better. Did he, he promise KK they'd be better or not? I, I think a huge, huge year for High and Bloom, and I absolutely what you want to call it hot seat, warm seat, you know, make or break off season. All those things are true. Uh, I'll say my core reaction until after we talk to Jack and Fairhaven. I think Jack wants to say the same thing that Sean said about the eighth oh. inning. Go ahead, Jack. Hello. What's um, up, Jack? You're on the air. I don't buddy. understand how how you don't walk him there. Barry Bonds when he hit 60, 70 home runs. What happened? They walked him a hundred times. Okay, you got a pitcher that throws pus out there. Garrett Whitlock. Garrett Whitlock yeah, throws pus. pus, Jack. He's their best reliever. Pus. 
He's their best reliever. And their bullpen has been awful. This I agree. Year. Garrett Woodlock's been very good. You don't take the chance when the next guy is hitting two eighteen. See, I, I, I maybe this will be a big talking point tomorrow. I didn't feel that way at the time. Okay, it's a one-run game. Your best reliever is on. It's the eighth inning. I want to see what Garrett Willock's going to do in that spot. These games, I hate to say this out loud on the Red Sox network, they really don't matter as far as wins and losses go right now. If you want to be angry about the Red Sox losing, you're allowed to do that. But, I, like, tomorrow night, I am fascinated to see how Brian Bayo pitches against the Yankees first time he's going to see them. Bayo looks like a future starter for the Boston Red Sox long-term. I am much more, for me, the way I'm viewing this team the final 20 games or so, much more about the younger players, how they do in big spots. If the Red Sox were contending and they were a game out in the wild card and the wins and losses really did matter, then I agree with our last two callers and say, maybe you walk Aaron Judge. Guy's got 56 home runs, now 57. Maybe I walk Aaron Judge. Because of where the Red Sox are, because it's Garrett Whitlock, their best reliever, I don't have a problem with that, given the scenario for the team. In a closer situation where the game meant more and the wins and losses were going to decide if you're a playoff team or not, have at it. Let's let's criticize Cora for not doing it. I think that, that where they are in the standings and the idea Whitlock in a big spot, let's see what he has. I'm going to let him pitch against Judge. I'm okay with it. I get the bigger picture if the game meant more, but I'm not going to get all over uh, core for that. I'm not. Uh, maybe some people will tomorrow. The first two callers are. So I'm clearly viewing it differently than you guys are. But I, I for me, in that spot, I want to see what Locke can do. Unfortunately, it was a first pitch. It was a bad pitch. Um, he doesn't throw pus. I mean, he is their best reliever, and... He could be their closer long-term. He could be a multi-inning weapon. He could be a starter. Like I think Garrett Whitlock is one of the you know, really good young bright spots on this pitching staff, and he's shown that now for a year and a half. So I wouldn't call him throwing pus, but I do. I get the bigger picture if the game meant more. It doesn't. I have a problem with it. Judge burned him. And in the end, they go, the Yankees got three more in the 10th inning, and they won the game. Our buddy David in Florida on the Red Sox front office. Hi, David. David, you're on the air, buddy. It were, ever, I said hello. You then talk and all get the, to your point, please. All of a sudden, with, with 20 games left, they developed some t- toughness and fortitude, and they, released, and they released someone. Imagine if they took this stance and they had this fortitude for, That's a fair uh, point. back in May or June. It's a fair point, David. I, I wish I wish Hyam Bloom had done this with some other players, right? And we could go down the list of guys. And it's a, David, valid point by you. I wish he had waited until, I wish he had waited, not wait until September 13th to be cold-blooded and get rid of guys who suck. Absolutely. Yes, yes. I mean, have some balls. And it's just, it's utterly disgraceful. This team, this is becoming the anti-1967. And uh, I mean, you know, I mean, Henry, Bloom, and Cora, they're the, they're the, the deaf, dumb, and blind morons and i said it before they're like the, the scarecrow the cowardly lion and and whoever the other doofus in the uh in the wizard of oz was they 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 are just <laughs> soulless they are soulless you know 
Chaim has had much, much too much uh, Manischewitz and. You know, oh, yes, David, yes. come on. I mean, what are we doing here? I, I, I would say it, it, I, if you want to rank the, the criticisms, it would be uh, from top to bottom, Bloom, ownership, and then Cora third. Again, David David's one of these guys who is constantly critical of Alex Cora. I, I think you know, baseball managers in general are a little bit overrated uh, because I don't think they have the impact that, that we, we – we try to compare like football coaches, and it's just not, it's not that way. Football coaches have much more of an impact, good and bad. The baseball managers do. Like, if your team's good in baseball, it's kind of hard to screw that up. I feel like Tony La Russa, you're a moron in a playoff team in Chicago. You, you find a way to manage them out of the postseason this year. I know his health concerns, but before that, he was just not a good manager. Uh, I, I don't put a lot of blame on Cora for this. And I, I think Cora has shown a lot of heart uh, in his time managing this team. And I I have much more faith in Cora, David, in managing the guys he has than, than, than my faith in Hyam Bloom putting the right guys out there on the field. So I, I get being critical. My criticism is much more pointed at the front office than it would be uh, the manager. But David's first point is right. There's a bunch of guys who got way too much of a long leash with this Red Sox team this year, both offensively uh, and uh, certainly in that bullpen. And I wish they had waited. I wish they had been more cold-blooded during the year versus waiting until September 13th when they're 10, the game, 10 and a half games out uh, in the wild card standings. Uh, Tom in Dorchester, I'm blowing this thing up. Hi, Tom. Hey, how you doing? What's up, Tom? I am really, yeah. I'm kind of shocked. I thought they were going to make the playoffs this year, but I'll tell you. I did too. April and May were very bad, but then June hit, and I said, well, they're going now. Here they go. The Red Sox are coming back, and they come in after June. They were terrible. they got to blow up this team. They're done. They can't come back with the same team next year. They have three big, big guns. In the lineup, and they didn't do anything. They didn't do much. The third baseman, uh, he was very re- re- good, but Bogart had a good average. But in the clutch, uh, it wasn't as good. And then and, and Martinez, they say Martinez is hitting three forty one with the bases loaded. Every time I saw him up with the bases loaded, he struck out, he grounded out, he grounded a double play. So, yeah, I, they got to blow the team up and. Yeah, trade some of these people. Maybe get some uh, something else, some new blood. They need. Well, they're going, blood. Tom. They're going to for sure. I mean, there's so many guys who are free agents. I mean, it's gonna. The teams will look much different next year. I, I give John Tomasi credit. He wrote about this a couple weeks ago. NBC Sports Boston. We we focus on Bogart's endeavors, and we should. But they're going to need two or three starters. They're going to need a couple guys in the bullpen. There, there are some really big pieces now. Kike coming back is one hole they filled, but they got some other issues there. As far as the big guns, the most disappointing guy by far is J.D. Martinez. Like, when J.D. Martinez got here, he finally helped them replace the void left by David Ortiz. You know, they went for a couple of years trying to, you know, know, paint by numbers at DH, and it was a failure. And J.D. showed up, and the entire offense got better because he was mashing the ball. He was also kind of like a de facto hitting coach of these guys. And this year, the power was gone. Like, he claims it's the hips. I, I just think he's getting old. And I don't think JD's going to be back, and he's one of the guys in this team. I, I'm, I'm with Tom in this point. They should not bring JD Martinez back. You know, maybe you want to rotate. You know, Casas and 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 uh, Eric Hosmer at first base and DH, bring another bat. I I would do that. I would not bring JD back. I, I, I Tom's right about this. It, it, they they'd be making a mistake by just re-signing everybody. You know, if that means losing Nate Evaldi. If that means losing other pieces, I I JD Martinez. I get it. It's got to look a little bit different. But as far as Devers went, I mean, Devers is going to end up with a pretty good offensive year. You can say what you want about Bogarts. 
Bogarts in, in a bunch of different metrics in terms of OPS and average. I think it's like one of the best offensive shortstops in baseball this year. And that's with a really tough stretch. He's hit almost 500 going on almost 20 games. So he has found it here late in the year. I don't think he would call it a great year by any stretch, but certainly a very good year offensively for Bogarts. I want that guy back. But I do. I, I will say this before he gets to the break. I like the anger here. I think the Red Sox ownership needs to hear that. I think Red Sox ownership needs to know the fan base is pissed off. The, the, I'm with the caller. I thought it was a playoff team this year. And that month of June was a mirage. This is the one thing, I will say one thing, one of the big things I got right this year. Whenever you want to tell me that, that June was like this big launching pad for the team, and I kept trying to tell everybody, Bradford included, who lost some sort of bet with me on this. Uh, he owes me some sort of seafood dinner from Essex, some sort of lobster roll or something. Like, they beat up on the, the worst teams in baseball in June. And everyone got all hot and bothered, so they're going to go on their run. And you have to point out where they play the Angels and Tigers and, you know, the Oakland A's, who all suck. That's why you went on your run. So uh, that, that's a one month. They're going to look back. Uh, by the end of this season, they're going to have one month over 500. And that's the month of June, which sums up what a bad team looks like. 617-779-7937. The phone over. Mutt with you until midnight. We'll hear from Alex Cora. We'll hear from you. Red Sox fall to the Yankees. 7-6. Red Sox Review Sports Radio. WEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Seven six, your final at Fenway. Yankees win again. Red Sox ten and a half back in the wild card. Mike Manansky with you. Follow me on Twitter, Mutt W E E I and Mutt at Night. Uh, w E E I right up until midnight. The manager Alex Cora after another very 2022 Red Sox loss here. The bullpen falling apart as of late, uh, as they did much during the season. Alex Cora speaking at Fenway Park just a couple of minutes ago. It was okay. Um, I mean. Um... The breaking ball, the the breaking ball to to judge, he's out of ballpark. Uh, the fastball to Marwin, that was the one that did real damage, right? Two zero count, fastball, Marwin got to it and hit, hit about out of the ballpark. But overall, better than the last one. More strikes, more in the zone. We did a good job, you know, pitching wise until that last inning. It's it's it's, it's tough there, so just got to throw more strikes. Yeah, it's funny because when he was taking BP, I was like, oh, this is the first actually regular day for him at Fenway, you know, show up early, do his routine, take batting practice out there, and he was shooting balls over the wall. It was impressive, and uh, he put some good at-bats. He had a good all-around ball game, good jump at first, stole second, uh, the first one of the year, he says. So, uh, you know, he's a good player, and uh, that's a good pitcher over there, and he put some quality at-bats. I believe so. Yeah, I mean, we had we had chances to to put him away. We didn't. Um, you know, obviously the last inning is tough, right? We we pitched with him the whole night. He's you know he's a 
he's carrying the offense, right? Two homers, it's a solid shot, and when we walk him, they score four, you know, and that's, that's the beauty of this, this game, you know, but uh, we had chances at the end, too. Uh, we get, you know, first and third, less than two outs, and then we didn't score. So it's been like that the whole season, you know. The guys are putting a good effort, putting good at bats, but we haven't been able to, to put them away. Go ahead. I don't know about superhero, but in, in 2000, I saw a superhero in San Fran, you know, uh, but he changed that game, and not, not with the homers, with the walk. You know, we walk him intentionally, the next guy walks, and Glaber is swinging the bat well, and it's a, a three-run triple, and that's, that's how he works in the game, you know, like, people might say, why pitch him? Well, the guys right, right around him, they're really good, and, um, you know, we got two outs, we walk him. Stand and put a good effort at, and Glaber got to a sinker down, and, and you know he got the triple. You know, and he's really good. You know, we went to some places today that, you know, he's doing damage with that breaking ball by uh, by Whitlock, the slider. It was middle middle, and he didn't miss it. So uh, we'll keep working, right? I mean, uh, the solo shots obviously it looks horrible, but we'll take him as long as uh, we stay in the game. But uh, right now, like I said before, and like I said a few days ago, you know, he's been amazing. He's been really good with everything that is going on, what they're doing in the division and all the contract stuff and a free agent. You know, he's locked in and he's doing an outstanding job. That was Alex Cora a couple minutes ago over at Fenway Park defending pitching to uh, Aaron Judge. Kind of a weird comment there uh, saying he, he didn't beat him with the home runs. He beat him with that walk late, I, I guess. But obviously the home runs were kind of important tonight. Uh, for Aaron Judge and the Yankee offense, 56 and 57. He is well on his way uh, to getting into the 60s here. The Yankees still have 20 games to go. Kind of a ridiculous year. And, and again, I'm looking forward to watching Brian Bayo pitch tomorrow. I think he's one of the bright spots and reason why you still watch and listen to this team between now and the end of the year. Uh, but he's got a tough lineup to face. And I'll, I'll be very interested to see how Bayo goes against this unbelievable uh, Yankee lineup led by Judge, but Donaldson, Stanton, like, from top to bottom. It's the reason why they're the, the second choice of the American League in most uh, markets to, to to get out of this thing, probably behind the Astros at this point, but they're really, really good, and Bayo gets a very tough test tomorrow. Uh, Greg and Marshfield on Red Sox front office, 617-779-7937. Hi, Greg. Hi, thanks, Mutt. Um, I miss Dave Dombrowski. That's why I'm calling. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, like he's yeah. spend now and save, save later kind of guy. I mean, he Heim Bloom. I'm telling you, he is looking for the draft picks he's going to get when he offers Bogarts a qualifying offer. Like that is what he's looking to do. Or JD Martinez, same thing. Like Dombrowski would have traded JD Martinez. He would have gotten prospects, and he would have used those prospects to get somebody in the offseason. It's Greg. It's a, it's a bigger conversation. I appreciate you hanging on and calling in. It's a it's a bigger conversation. But history has made Dombrowski look better. In the aftermath, are people freaking out, including my buddy John Tomasi? Oh, he traded all the prospects. You can't let him do it. Not all those prospects really panned out. Michael Kopech, I guess maybe. Juan Moncada, maybe. Dombrowski did a damn good job here. And High and Bloom's got to figure out a way to balance wanting to rebuild the farm system, but also trying to put a winner. I'm sick of the word building for the Red Sox front office. I want the word winning. Uh, that music means we have to go. Nice job by Joe B. behind the glass. We are back tomorrow for Red Sox pregame at 610. We'll talk to you then. Goodbye. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.